Stampede. Garner is at 181, recorded 423-2023. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. My, 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 my music hit me so hard. Makes me say, oh my Lord, thank you for blessing me. What am I doing? Touch this. Yeah, that's how we living, and you know, can't touch this. Look in my eyes, man. Can't touch this. Yo, let me bust the funky lyrics. Touch this. Fresh new kicks and bands. You got it like that, now you know you wanna dance. So move out of your seat and get a fight, girl, and catch this beat while it's rolling. Hold on, pump a little bit and let the noise go on like that. Like that. Hold on a minute, just fall on back. Let them know that you're too much, and this is a beat uh, they can't touch. This. Why you standing there, man? You can't touch this. Yo, sound the bell. School is in, sucker. You can't touch this. Give me a song, a rhythm, making them sweat. That's what I'm giving them now. They know you're talking about the hammer. You're talking about a show that's hot and tight. Singles are sweating so fast in my white or tape. To learn what's it gonna take in the 90s to burn the charts. Legit. Either work hard or you might as well quit. That word because you know you can't touch this. Can't touch this. Break it down. Stop. Hammer time. Go with the flow. It is said if you can't do this, then you probably are dead. So wave your hands in the air. Bust a few moves. Run your fingers through your hair. This is it. For a winner, dance to this, and you're gonna get scared. It's difficult to determine when distrust of our government began. Certainly, there have always been a number of people in this country who are unhappy and blame the government for their condition. In a class system like what we have, it's easy to believe most of that dissatisfaction comes from people living in the lower class. That's why our government wants to build a strong middle class. But working your way up to achieve a middle class status isn't easy to do. Even people who have become part of the middle class are a growing number skeptical of what our government does. Certainly, the production of secret documents preventing the American public from ever knowing what our government does promotes an atmosphere of distrust. You can't intentionally withhold information about what decisions are made, thinking, if revealed, it would be harmful to the functioning of it. You can't then expect the public to trust what it says. 
As far as I can remember, the American people rarely objected in large numbers to what our government did. We were a patriotic people, and we didn't question the motivation of our government. We were willing to send our young to war because we believed what our politicians said, that it was necessary to protect this country. Well, I can personally remember when distrust by a large number of people started with riots that broke out in the streets of Chicago during the 1968 Democratic Convention. The youth had protested the war in Vietnam. And when Mayor Daley was quoted as saying, shoot to kill, a sense of trust was violated. And it's been building for the last 55 years. In 1968, the average price for a house was about $24,000. And the average household income was $7,773. If you wanted to buy a subcompact automobile, it would have cost about $2,000. Gas was 33 cents a gallon. Sweat running all over my chest. I don't quit, no. I just press harder than I ever did before. Going for the dreams that I have in store in my mind. And I know that I'm making it. I gotta get mine and nobody's taking it away. No, cause hammer don't play that. You try to get mine, boy. You better step back, freeze. Cause you don't want none. I hustle for my muscle and you look weak. So yeah, I'm going for all that I can get. Kicking it at the top because I'm too legit to quit saying. I dig them back, I get you back, and I'll hit you with a dose of Oak Town Power and charge you by the hour. I'm taking like a quick and punks get devoured. I choose to abuse, misuse, and confuse competitors who think that they're making up all the rules. Fools in the game, lame and insane. It's a shame I gotta do this, but I remain the same. Unchanged, getting better, never known as a sweater. Keeping it in the back because I got myself together. So wrong with a guy who's physical and fit, knows the time, and too legit to quit saying. Short story, one hit better than you start the board and get ready. Cause this is it. Your crew is through, and we too legit to quit saying. So let's not kid ourselves. It's obvious things have gotten more expensive. But it doesn't mean things have necessarily gotten better. In fact, 
it's safe to say, considering the level of daily violence that is plaguing this country, you might think we haven't gotten better since 1968. And so I'll just list a few historical facts that might make you wonder if our politicians have been telling us the truth when they say everything is going to be all right, that this country is on the road to prosperity. 1975, we experienced a humiliating military defeat in Vietnam. By 1980, America had 15, 16, or maybe even 17% inflation. 1979, the Sandinistas overthrew the American-supported Somoza regime, making Nicaragua the first communist country in Central America. And in 1986, the Chernobyl nuclear power plant exploded, releasing radioactive contaminants in the Soviet Union and Europe. It estimated Chernobyl will be radioactively free by 2065, but no one's holding their breath. Shortly after, in 1987, Ronald Reagan told Russia's Mikhail Gorbachev to tear down the Berlin Wall. And in 1991, Four years later, the Soviet Union collapsed, ending the Cold War and making the United States the sole superpower in the world. Meanwhile, beginning in 1978 to 1985, the People's Republic of China abandoned its isolationism and began a policy of modernization and globalization. And then, in 1979, the Islamic Revolution in Iran disrupted world oil markets, and with the taking of 52 American hostages, triggered an eight-year war, the Iran-Iraq War. In total, about 500,000 people died in the Iran-Iraq War. In a lighter note, George H.W. Bush began his presidency and said, read my lips, no new taxes. He later broke that promise. But less humorous was the 1990 Gulf War, which broke out when Iraq invaded Kuwait. Then, under Bill Clinton, the 1993 Waco, Texas siege resulted in the deaths of 76 people, including 25 children. Two years later, in retaliation for the Waco siege, Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols bombed the Oklahoma City Federal Building, killing 168 and injuring 324. As well, in 1993, the first bomb attempt at bringing down the North Tower 
of the World Trade Center in New York City, killing six, bringing a close to the millennium. A little song I wrote You might want to sing it Note for note Don't worry Be happy In every life We have some trouble When you worry You make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry Be happy now Don't worry, be happy Don't worry, be happy Don't worry, be happy Ain't got no place to lay your head Somebody came and took your bed Don't worry The landlord say your rent is late He may have to litigate Don't worry The coming of the new millennium brought uncertainty to the Clinton administration. No one knew if computers would be affected by the numerical change to the year 2000. But that was the least of our worries for the coming years of the new millennium. Shortly after George Bush took office, America experienced its worst attack on American soil with the destruction of the twin World Trade Towers in New York City, an attack on the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., and the crashing of a commercial jet in Pennsylvania, a total of four aircraft with 246 passengers. 9-11 created a deep wound in America's consciousness, killing nearly 3,000. The American people have never been given a full accounting for why that took place, but for whatever reason, it proved we were vulnerable, that finally the outside world had reached into this country and that peace would never return. The American people were lied to, deceived into believing our trust in powerful weapons and technological superiority could protect us. Billions, if not trillions of dollars were spent in the defense of this country, and a handful of Islamic terrorists with box cutters destroyed that illusion. 
In 2001, this country wasn't like 1968. No, something was unraveling and we could never be safe again. George Bush, H.W.'s son, the new president, pushed on two fronts. Osama bin Laden, a Saudi nationalist, had a free hand in setting up al-Qaeda, Islamist terrorists in Afghanistan, and was accused of masterminding the 9-11 attacks. And so American troops invaded Afghanistan, defeating the Taliban within a year. They had permitted bin Laden to strike America from Afghanistan. But we never killed bin Laden until several years later living in Pakistan. We stayed in Afghanistan thinking we could teach them the principles of democracy, spending trillions in nation building while fighting America's longest lasting war for 20 years.
9-11 produced two wars by the Bush administration, one of which lasted for over 20 years and has recently, as of 2022, concluded with a dramatic evacuation at Kabul airport of American personnel and thousands of Afghanistan people who worked with Americans. Thirteen American soldiers were killed in that emergency evacuation, and I don't know the countless casualties of Afghanistan citizens rushing to leave, but it was substantial. It's claimed that thousands were abandoned, the ones who had sided with America and are still attempting to leave. It's also claimed over $88 billion of military weapons were left behind, more weapons than the entire defense budget of the Russian Federation. That war has not yet been felt economically in this country, but it will come. Recent America's rapid rise in inflation may be in part attributed to that dramatic and painful event. But Afghanistan wasn't the only war we started after 9-11. In 2003, General Colin Powell, George W. Bush's Secretary of State, went before the United Nations claiming Saddam Hussein, the ruler of Iraq, was producing weapons of mass destruction. And in order to legitimize what Bush and the U.S. Congress voted for, Powell presented a reason to invade Iraq with America's military. But it was a lie. That attempt to legitimize the use of military force in the Middle East has resulted in a conflict that has not been resolved and has, in fact, advanced the realignment of America's former allies and the 77 years of America's preeminence in the control of the distribution of oil in this world. It has, in short, resulted in the rise of a new economic coalition of countries called BRICS. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And it also will have long-lasting consequences. My head keeps spinning I go to sleep and keep grinning If this is just to be beginning My life is gonna be beautiful I've sunshine enough to spread It's just like the fella said Tell me quick, ain't love a kick in the head The fellow once said, ain't that a kick in the head?
like this sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a bowl? My head keeps spinning, I go to sleep and keep grinning, if this is just the beginning, my life is gonna be beautiful, she's telling me we'll be wet. She's picked out a king-sized bed I couldn't feel any better Or I'd be sick Tell me quick Oh, ain't love a kick Tell me quick The first 20 years of the new millennium haven't been kind for America. We've seen a new kind of violence playing out every day. An internal violence that suggests something is wrong in the very way we live. People say the problem is with the number of guns we have. They say eliminate the guns and we'll return to a peaceful future. Well, certainly the killings by people using weapons to hurt as many people as possible isn't what I would say helps to make our constitutional right to own a gun safer. We've constructed a violent society, and it shows in lots of ways. And things haven't gotten better because of it even if it were possible to remove all the guns in this country, which it probably isn't. The need for people to resolve what troubles them won't disappear. This country isn't like what existed here in 1968, and the people who are responsible for making the decisions on how we live have insisted that we're a free people and that we're a prosperous people and even a righteous people. Well, that can't be true because if you have to pass laws saying you can't commit hate crimes, then that should tell you we aren't really free. We aren't prosperous and we aren't righteous because those values come from within and don't need to be protected by a law that says hate crimes are illegal. If we really are a free people, a prosperous people, a righteous people, we shouldn't need such laws. We've allowed ourselves to turn away from what should be our values preventing us from being a healthy people. We have become a dangerous people to ourselves and to others, and for that we should be careful. Peace isn't coming soon to this country. Thank you.
Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. When you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Don't worry, be happy. This week on Garner Isn't You first heard two recordings by MC Hammer. First, You Can't Touch This, released in 1990. Then, Too Legit to Quit, a 1991 recording, followed by Bobby McFerrin's song, Don't Worry, Be Happy in 1988. Next was a cut from B.B. King's performance of The Thrill Is Gone, a 1969 release. And then for the 1960 movie Ocean's Eleven, Dean Martin singing Ain't That a Kick in the Head? And to close, a short repeat of Don't Worry, Be Happy. Stampede. Written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.